Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hello, I'm Russell Kane. This is Boys Don't Cry. It's the podcast where we gather, we used to gather blokes together to force them in an intimate environment to talk about the things girls wished men would speak about. We don't do that anymore due to the fact that both men and women equally eject uh, COVID spores from their mouth, which then goes into the mouth of another one and then kills a whole nursing home. So instead, what we're doing is we're doing it using technology. So apologies in advance for any um, sound, uh, any screams you might hear coming from my special punishment basement. And also the fact that we've simplified it. We just have one male guest. So it's not like I'm being indulgent and I have to be the host and one of the guests. It just makes it simpler if I am the sounding board with my male guest today or the one who identifies as gender. 1.8 it's Danny McLaughlin an amazing used to be a stand-up comedian now he sits at home masturbating like me I would imagine yep pretty much yep sometimes looking at the diary look at do you ever add up what you would have earned this week had a pandemic not slaughtered everything about you I did until like June (laughs) and then in July and August it was like oh well I would have actually lost money in Edinburgh so I'm I'm all right and then you're you're technically in profit yeah July and August I had a great July and August just sat in and then September obviously to December's like just ridiculous. So anyone who follows comedy, you definitely would have heard Danny McLaughlin. If you've been to any festival or any uh, comedy venue around the land that's worth being open, he's probably played it as well as having a brilliant new podcast out, the Damn Daniel podcast, riffing on Vine from nearly a decade ago. That's, that must have been a short brainstorm. That's literally now, the tagline. <laughs> we would not leave it to one male from the north and one male from the south to come to horrific general conclusions without some sort of strict auditor in place. And my God, have we helicoptered in one of the best today. Uh, It's the second time I've worked with this talent this week. She has an amazing book out at the moment. Please go and get it. Amazing disgrace. The cover's so provocative, they can't even show it on TV. But, you know, we're a podcast, so I will say it's a cock on the cover. Uh, I'm joined by the one, the only, Grace Campbell, Jester. I didn't even... How long have you been in Jestering, Grace? Um, About two years. Right, so it's very very early days. People, People... People probably think that's a long time for comedy, but it's barely like your first five minutes. Well, I did Edinburgh after eight months, Russell. So I was very fucking arrogant. And then I was like... That's like me bench pressing 400 pounds and then ending up in hospital. (laughs) I bet emotionally emotionally I was was in a bleak, bleak way. No, it was all right. But I 
I did the sort of really arrogant nepotistic thing of being like, I know I could sell out. I'm going to just do it. And you know what? I'm really glad I did because otherwise the, the Corona pandemic would cut off this month. Yeah. So if I'd have waited another year, it would have been this, this one just gone. And then I'd been no. really fucked off about it. So I'm glad I did just do it. And just for listeners that are wondering why you've thrown in the adjective nepotistic, you've gone there first. Obviously, Campbell, a very famous surname, and it was your family who invented the condensed soups, wasn't it? It was my family who <laughs> no, no. famously massacred the McDonald clan. I don't know if you know this story, <laughs> in the Battle of Glencoe. Do you know and this story? And that's what led to Burger King being launched, didn't it? Yes, exactly. <laughs> and the soup. <laughs> no, Grace Campbell, of course, daughter of another a verbal provocateur and spin doctor and master of language, Alistair Campbell, who I've also worked with a couple of times so it's uh it's gonna be i wouldn't not i hate doing things like that i like people to it doesn't matter whose brother son mother you are however it's so relevant for today's boy don't cry topic sadly again i do find a gender split when i'm digging around in my in my notes and research um let's find out what's going on when we talk about ambition it's a very, very provocative word. I'm happy for us to muddle it up with the word goals in the form in the formal sense. Otherwise, we think we are getting a little bit too pedantic. Um, I don't mean goals as in hashtag goals, couple goals. I mean, actually, proper use of the word goals, the non-cuntish use of the word goals. Let me just ask you first, before we even get into anything heavy, would you call yourself an ambitious person, Danny McLaughlin? No. Uh, no, I'd order stuck a 50 on it. Absolutely not. <laughs> And uh, okay, fine. Let's get, see. And so, and that's what how an unambitious person answers yeah, that question, that, Grace. Yeah, not, Grace, is, I can see Grace preparing a, a PowerPoint document that she's going to Zoom share across the screen about why she's. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's not. Growing up, growing up like I've grown up, like was like working class background. It's just sort of you don't. I think you to have ambition, you need to know what you can achieve. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So if you don't even know what you can be, you're just happy to work at the local looking factory because that's what everyone else does and did you work at the local factory no my dad like, did and like my family so you did. come from a very working class background like yeah, me yeah very then. much so like uh yeah everyone like the first one in my family to go to uni that sort of stuff just didn't know didn't know a cut. and they're probably like my cousins and stuff who were younger than me didn't know that like they saw me do it probably and was like oh right we can do that here when i was a kid i remember like you'd look at the teachers and be like wow, these must be like, oh, so clever and so minted. And like, it must mm. be like the best job in the world. Like to be, a, you must be like, have to go and get five degrees. And then you see some of my fucking idiot mates who are now teachers that go and <laughs> do loads of beak in the week. And then like they're teaching <laughs> kids the next day. It's like, wow, I used to hold these people up like on a pedestal. But like, no. That's how, that's the lack of ambition I had. Like even being a teacher was like, what? Like lofty. I think Mickey Flanagan said that the brightest one in the class, that they were like, you'll be the one who gets to drive a van and everyone else did luck. <laughs> um, Grace, would you call yourself an ambitious individual? I mean, you come across, I've obviously worked with you very recently in, in person. I know a bit about you. You seem quite driven, very focused. You've got a book out there. You've done your first Edinburgh show earlier than I'm guessing Danny did, certainly earlier than I did. You seem a driven and ambitious, ambitious individual, are you? Oh, yeah, I, I, I definitely am. But I think, you know, coming back to sort of what Danny was saying, I, I grew up, my dad was working for Tony Blair for the first 10 years of my life. And it basically made me want to be a powerful man. That was all I aspired to be when I was a five-year-old girl, was as powerful as the prime minister. And it gave me this really kind of um, 
perceived sense of arrogance where I was just like, I can do anything um, mm. because look at, look at my dad. And I just wanted to be like someone that my dad approved of. So that definitely drove a lot of my personality traits and people I've always um I've always baffled lots of people particularly men because I've always been incredibly ambitious since I was like I remember I was dating someone when I was like 18 years old and I told him I'm gonna win a BAFTA before I'm 30 which time is really ticking now but um <laughs> and he basically dumped me after I said that <laughs> you were he, like I can re I can rehearse my sobbing scene wait kill me <laughs> <laughs> He said he just found it a bit alarming that that was all I was focused on. Unbelievable. And, and it was, you know, and, and it still is to an extent. Like, I love work. I love working. I love making money. Um, it's, you know, that's the sort of biggest lifeline for me, really, is just feeling like I'm doing something. So, yeah, but but the 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 source of my seemingly arrogant persona is definitely from political men um yeah so it's interesting here in the equation of ambition with arrogance there danny do you think that it is a gendered term that ambition for women is more dangerous than men when it comes to how they're perceived um, we'll talk about how difficult ambitions are to achieve in a minute but as soon as you if i was to say right danny come over to mine yeah i've got a mate coming over tomorrow she's one of my favorite friends she's the most ambitious person i know Come over and meet her. You get a now. Let's just change the pronoun. Come over tomorrow. I want you to meet my best mate. He is the most ambitious person I know. Uncomfortable to admit. There's an immediate perceptive halo that goes around the change of gender. It's like we're going to have a more interesting, engaged afternoon with the man, and the woman might be arrogant or annoying. Awful. Yeah. To yeah, admit. it makes it when when you say it about a man, I always get like some dick from like the apprentice in my head's like, oh right, cool. we'll probably end up starting a business tomorrow then with ambitious Tony. Yeah. Like, I think it's just a, it's probably well, I don't know, like a historical thing though, because like in history, I imagine if you were an ambitious woman, then the men obviously didn't want that and they'd put you down it, but they they put like it was a negative and they'd paint that sort of picture that it was a bad thing. Like, I don't know. Anne Boleyn was probably an ambitious woman. That's she what wanted she to did. get ahead, didn't she? Yeah. Hey. <laughs> she wanted to get ahead. <laughs> she got both. So, so yes, that's always that's always been the thing, whereas an ambitious man's a, a great thing to be. An ambitious woman sort of paints you out to be sort of like deceptive and it's like you, you'd be willing, things you'd be willing to do. Like when, when I hear the words ambitious man, I think, oh, he's, he's working hard. He's going to get there by honest means. But the mm. the connotation with an ambitious woman is like, oh, she's probably going to be like back backstabbing and and conniving yeah. and stuff oh. like that. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving thirty three percent with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a fifteen stem bunch of tulips for just nine ninety nine each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rose, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. 
Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. And let me, let me ask you an even easier question, uh, Grace, although I think you've already answered it. Um, would, would you, as an ambitious woman, be more or less attracted to a man with or without ambition, or is it completely irrelevant? No, uh, Because for, I, for me personally, uh, I find it di- very, very difficult to be in a relationship with a woman that she's like, I didn't mind, you know, whatever happens, I'm like, get some fucking gold. Come on, join me in the fight. I like, I want a, a queen by my side with a fucking bar chart on the wall as well. It could be a nightmare to live with because not everyone is as driven and, you know, I'm like someone's chucked a, Barocca in a bottle of Diet Coke and thrown it against the wall. That's what my energy level is like. So I'm attracted to that in a woman as well. But some people, a lot of men aren't. How? how what's well, the Well, I think it, I think it's it's more complicated when you're a woman who gets with men because, um, like I just said, traditionally the type of man that I used to go for didn't want to be with someone like me who was, you know, that level of I will win a battle one day. I will do this. I will, you know, not see you for a month if it means that I can like tick off whatever the goal that I'm working towards is. Um, But then I sort of suddenly realised I was going after the wrong man because I, I definitely find, obviously, ambition is attractive, but I do not find it attractive when someone is competitive with me in a relationship Ah, and that's the difference because I have had that in relationships with men in the past where they are competitive with me and then my my last relationship um was the exact opposite of that and it was the most healthy relationship I've ever been in because he just would have done anything to have like supported me and, and made sure that I felt I could do whatever I want and he would never sort of hold me back from that so I think it, it, it is definitely more complicated because I obviously find ambition really attractive, but I'm also really aware of what's bad for me. Mm. And Danny, would you, as like, so for example, my my mum, her boyfriend, uh, mum's got a boyfriend, uh, stop checking my mum, uh, <laughs> and my mum's boyfriend's called Danny, this is getting weird, but my mum's my mum's boyfriend's very laid back, chill, you know if they were going to leave to the airport and there's a traffic jam and they're going to miss their flight, but, oh well, can't be helped, plenty, <laughs> plenty more flights, you know, it didn't work, so we're skinned, something will, something will turn up, and uh, it's an absolute gift for my mum, who's like a nutter like me. So I wonder whether chilled out men are perfectly fine being with super ramped up ambitious women. Yeah, because, I think, you, because because you're because you're not like like Grace. I never thought of it that way in terms of competition, or is it just nice to have someone that's got shit written on a wall and they're kicking towards it? I just think it depends. If you like someone enough, you'll make concessions anyway. So even if you find ambition disgraceful, like for example, in a woman, if it's like the worst thing ever. But everything else is great and she's amazing. You're sort of, I think you can't just label like, oh, I don't like ambition, so I don't like her. It's like having a type. I just find it weird. 
Like, True, but I, okay. But do you find it attractive? Like, yeah, you as a like guy, you might find uh, you might find brunette hair attractive. You might find tall women, short women attractive. Do you? Are you neutral? I find yeah, I think that, I like, am driving a woman att- attractive. I do. Right, I, I think like I'm, I honestly, I think I am neutral. Like, I think I'd weigh up with everything else. Like, I'm sure there are women that I've liked that have been ambitious, and it's and it's helped. And I'm sure there's women when I've looked back, their ambition was like made me. Like not like them as much, but then is that because I just didn't like them as much anyway? Mm. Like I, I'm not sure, but I do I, lethargy and stuff. Like obviously, like you're talking about someone being like laid back, having no goals, sitting round like fucking Nick Frost in Shaun of the Dead, like yeah. that sort of thing. Is Who like, everyone it's, loves. It's FYI. obviously it's obviously not yeah. attractive, but then hyped up to the nth degree like come on mm. we're gonna do this with was like oh come on let me have a day off no 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 we're gonna do this do that we need to do that then that again that's that's not something i'm into either really do you, let me just um I'll ask you this question then we'll move away from gender do we measure ambition differently in men and women I I. if we ask a woman what, what's your ambition grace are we expecting her to talk about across more, more across the spectrum about family ambitions travel work whereas if i asked danny what's your ambition it's like well i'd like a series yeah uh, doing a sitcom is it much is it much more sort of economic and commercial do you think grace when you ask i just think question? men are presumed to be ambitious so like mm. i don't think men get asked as much what are your ambitions? Because say you, Russell, for example, I would just say that people people know because you're a comic, because you've got this amazing career, they know that you're incredibly ambitious, right? Just, they presume more. We'll cut that out for the trailer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes, I'll be spinning yeah. that one ironically. <laughs> but they just presume more, I think. So like when a woman, the mm. best person I would use as an example of this is Meghan Markle because you know, she's a very div- divisive figure and I have loads of disputes with people in my family and, you know, that I know about her. But one of the things that annoys me that people say about her is that she she plotted to get with Harry. She plotted to get to that position. And I'm like, well, so fucking what if she did? She succeeded. Yeah. If so, if a man did that, no one would sort of second guess what their motives were behind it. But because Meghan Markle got into this family, which meant that she was sort of catapulted into fame and some level of power, people were very suspicious of why she did that. And I don't think men get sort of marked to that same degree with ambition. Totally. And, and what's wrong with plot? Plotting just means you fancy someone, so you've made a beeline for them. Without what's a the doubt. Problem? How many times do you see like a film where a man sees a woman and goes, oh, I'm going to marry that girl. And like, and that's like, oh, cool. How romantic. But yeah, when it's, it's the other I, way around. When it's, it's a it's woman, scheming. it's like, oh, what a psycho. But yeah, it's Glenn Close. It's down to the basement. The, the, <laughs> the pets are on the hob. Um, so... Yeah, oh, sorry, sorry, Danny, I was just going to say, I think with, with men, I think when you say ambition, it is always weighted towards the career. Like, so mm. if you ask, if you, oh, if you ask a man how, what his ambitions are, you'd be very surprised if he went, I just want to own, own a house in a country and have two yeah. kids. Like you would not. No, if he said that. just, I wouldn't be surprised because it's like he's taking the question down that. Day. But if, if right. he went, what's your ambition? And he was at oh, maybe two kids in a house. Like a man exactly would feel the need to put the word just at the beginning right. of that yeah, sentence because yeah, yeah. he's, he's switched the track onto the family track. Whereas if you said to a woman, what's your ambition? She was like, I'd really like to be married by the time I'm 30. You wouldn't even, you wouldn't even go, oh, no, no, wait a minute. I meant, I meant your career. It would just be a, a, an acceptable answer. But yeah. a man has to go, I just want to say, yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm yeah, making yeah. an ironic point with the J word. 
Um, it's yeah, brilliant. and also when men say that, people are like, oh my God, he's amazing. Yeah. I'm yeah. ovulating, amazing. Grace, I'm ovulating. Like when you see a man with a pram, you're like, oh my God. Yeah. Until you see the alcohol in it and then you're like, legend. <laughs> <laughs> it's full of beer. <laughs> Fucking Gary, still playing. Uh, right, so let's take it out of gender for a second. Um, there's a, there's something I noticed when I was thinking about ambition is we're, we're talking straightforwardly about ambitious people. They set a goal, boom, they go for it, they publish their book, they win their BAFTA, they do their Edinburgh show. But there is a large section of people who are, have a lot of ambition but no practical skill. So they live their life with lots of post-its and goals. But the other, do you know, do you know what's funny about ambition? It never gets audited. No one ever sits down with a spreadsheet and goes, we're just going to run through your ambitions from 2012. Oh, you achieved fucking none of them, you useless I did. I didn't know how many of your ambitions might turn out to be hollow, Grace. Do you, if you had to guess yourself in a decade? Because when I look back, I've done. I think I've sort of done it on purpose a little bit. Working class pessimism and all that. I set quite modest things to hit. I wanted to do a pay twenty minute set at the store. I wanted to be nominated for the Perry Award. I wanted to do live at the Apollo. And if I could be in a film, I wanted, they were my things. And once I ticked those, I thought, die, if I died of a heart attack, I went back to work in the office. Done. And so I've always told myself I'm past those, and I've dared not set anything too ridiculous past that. So I'm a practical ambitionist, if that's a word. Yeah, I don't think I'm. I, I'm not practical, but I'm just not a sort of practical, rational person, generally speaking. Anyway, like my mind is very irrational. I am very good at accepting. So, for example, I really wanted to get nominated for best newcomer at Edinburgh. It didn't happen, and I got over it in about half an hour because when I don't, you know, with things like that. I get it and I'm very good at sort of accepting. I don't see those things as failures. I see them as just like, oh, you, you sort of, you then change the path a bit. You change whatever the narrative was in your head about like what you were trying to achieve. And I think, you know, if you are living in a realm of ambition, you have to accept that you're going to fail and you're not going to meet some of the things that you hoped for and like people that I come across who sort of only talk about the things that they would have done mm. and that they should have done and it's just like you can still meet some of your goals just stop talking about the things that you haven't done mm. so it's a recovering from thwarted ambition Danny do you, are you ever guilty of that of going I'm going to do this I'm going to do that and then you look two years later and go yeah I didn't do any of that <laughs> pretty much yeah I'm similar to you though uh, in the fact that like I have set quite achievable Mm. ambitions is like oh i just want to be able to like touch the ceiling in my kitchen now <laughs> um <laughs> to the like extent you're getting the roof filled yeah. in yeah, moved house you moved <laughs> house get, into a tudor to, cottage just to be able to get milk from a milkman um <laughs> just stuff like that but like like yeah yeah like the be a paid comic was always my thing be a be a professional comedian i didn't even look past that really i'd, I'd love to have done like more tv and stuff like that but it was never like oh this is what and i didn't work towards it as much, I was always happy being a paid comic and just just being a full time comedian. And I do regret, like I'm what twelve years in now, and I regret not sort of sort of pushing for that more by doing. I always thought Edinburgh was like sort of like a frivolous pursuit for me. Like, oh, I'm I'm a circuit comic. I love the circuit. That's why I don't want to go to Edinburgh. That's where the footlights go. And like, I was like uh, pushing it away. But really, I wish I'd have gone every year, done a show. Instead of maybe waiting to try and oh this one's the right show just just gone, mm. but I can't be dealing with like Grace said the the negative. Mm. Like I didn't want to go and do a show and it get panned and it be shit because I wouldn't have gone back. Like so, I do think if you if you have got ambition you do need a thick skin. Mm. 
Okay, guys, don't want to be too ambitious for part one. We're going to take a break there. Do join us again, or we'll see if we can realise our ambitions of completing part two. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavour. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. 